Welcome to the Old Galway Diary podcast. Each week, Tom Kenny and I, Ronnie O'Gorman, write a column in the Galway Advertiser. Before it goes to press, we contact each other and share what is filling the page that particular week. This podcast is that conversation. And I would add, we enjoy talking to you and would appreciate if you would give us a rate and review on the Apple Podcast app. Good morning, Tom. It's a bit of a Hello, change. Hello, Ben. <laughs> bit of a change here today. Uh, Ronnie is a bit under the weather, so I'm going to ask you about your column. Um, I'm the producer who usually records all the episodes and stays quiet, but I finally get to talk today, so um, I'm <laughs> relishing it. <laughs> well, you can keep going if you like. <laughs> well, no, go on. I don't have yeah. anything in the paper this week, so why don't you tell us what you've got? Yeah, well, I want to talk this week about a man whose passing recently greatly diminished a lot of people in this community, and that is Christor McGarrett, mm-hmm. or Christy Fitzgerald, as he was known to many as well. He came from uh, West Limerick. He came to Galway to work with CIE, County Galway, uh, eventually into the city. He <clears throat> he may have left West Limerick, but it never really left him, to be honest. Uh, he worked in various capacities within CIE, but the, pe- the one that most people will remember him for really is uh, his work on the school bus system. Yeah on the system of transporting school children <clears throat> through County Galway. Uh, he was an absolute gentleman, this man. He was a gentle, modest, a very persuasive man, but he always managed or seemed to get things done. He was very comfortable speaking in English or in Irish. It didn't really matter to him. Most of the conversations he and I had were in Irish and uh, He was a man who had a terrific sense of humour and he just loved a good story. Now, a ballad is a a form of verse. It can be a poem or a musical piece, but it must tell a story. That's the definition of the term ballad. As I say, it can be considered either poetic or musical. It's written in short stanzas. Uh, There's a rhyming system there, usually A, B, C, B. <clears throat> and uh, these forms of, well, there were folk songs, really, a lot of them. They were very often an anonymous retelling of local legends or stories of particular events or characters. Christor was a storyteller, absolute storyteller, but he penned not hundreds, I would say, but probably thousands of ballads. Wow, really? He, Oh, yeah, he wrote tributes at the drop of a hat, uh, primarily <clears throat> in this form about sportsmen or women, sportswomen, or their extraordinary achievements. Local events, you know, kept him going as well because he might write about the closing down of a business or the inauguration or, you know, a celebration of a new service being started up. It, it might be a lament it might be some praiseworthy aspect of a person. Um, and, and the funny thing was, he always suggested a traditional tune that his ballad could be sung to. Right, yeah. 
It was always typed on with the title. So it could be Galway Bay or the Mountains of Bourne or the Boys of Wexford. In Orden Moor in the county, Galway, <clears throat> he had a whole lot of these. And it's funny, when you are reading his ballads, you can almost hear him kind of <laughs> yeah, yeah. as he's going along, uh, as he's writing it, you know. <clears throat> um, he actually published a collection of these in 1985. I can't believe it's that long ago. Uh, it was called Tributes. And it was uh, fittingly called tributes because that's what it was, tributes to a whole lot of different people. Uh, and if he wrote about you, <coughs> excuse me, he would simply walk up to you. He would hand you a sheet of paper on which was the typed ballad, uh, probably a little bit of an introduction to it as well, and also suggesting the tune that you might sing it to. But if he's remembered for all of those things, <coughs> He's remembered even more, I would say, and certainly more widely for his remarkable work in and great enthusiasm in setting up inter-firm games. <clears throat> uh, there was in the 50s, between 1954 and 59, there was an inter-factory hurling league <clears throat> in Galway, uh, but it petered out, sadly, uh, now, there were occasional games between, like, let's say, O'Gorman's and the post office, that kind of thing, yes, challenge yes. games, but, but there was nothing organized. And then in uh, 1968, a very large group got together in the Clander Hall and uh, they set up the Inter-Firms Committee. This was a voluntary sports organization Jimmy O'Connor from the post office was the first chairman. Kevin Blaney was the first sponsor. And Chris Thor was the first secretary. And he was uh, the driving force behind the organization. So when they started, it was all <clears throat> Gaelic football. Uh, and the, the wonderful thing about this was that uh, a lot of players from other sports played in these games. It didn't matter whether you were a soccer player or a rugby player, you were playing for your firm. So the ban, as it was then, the GAA ban, was oh, yes. fully ignored yeah. by, by all of these teams. It was far more important to play for your firm. And the wonderful thing about uh, these games was that they became very competitive and they were played to a very high standard. But what they did was they... They were created, they were a terrific bonding tool, if you like, within the company, uh, within the firm that you were playing for, bringing people together uh, who might normally meet in the course of their everyday jobs, but now representing the company and their own team. And uh, it was quite important in that sense. It was all game football, as I say, uh, <laughs> but the and the first final. It was played in the sports ground between Crown Control and Roadstone. Then they introduced the Hurling League, and this became very successful. Handball competitions uh, became hugely popular uh, <clears throat> with uh, hundreds, literally, of players involved in five divisions in handball. Wow. These games, they were all played up in St. Endes, which had four alleys up there at the top. And then the finals 
were usually held in UCG because they had viewing facilities there. Yeah. But they didn't just confine it to those. They had other interfirm competitions like music and recitation, debating, ballad singing, and most importantly of all, Tronigest, or question time. This uh, Christy Turl was the quiz master in this. And these competitions, they were enormously popular. A, they, a lot of them would have taken place in the Castle Hotel or in the Atlanta, sometimes in the Great Southern, but they were invariably drew very big crowds. Uh, so I'm going to give you just <coughs> one verse from a ballad, a oh. ballad. Of Christie's, and if you want to sing along, it's to the tune of the Mountains of Morn. Oh, my friends, interfirms in wonderful shape since it was founded in Cleda in the year 68. We started with football, added quiz next in line, then came hurling and handball for a program so fine. Twenty teams fought for glory in that very first year. We had thrills and excitements and plenty to cheer. For the victors, McCairns presented a cup, while Roadstone gave plaques to our first runners-up. That gives you a kind of flavour yeah, of... Yeah, now, some people would start to say that's not very literary and everything, but it's a very genuine folk music form, and it's an art form in itself, and he certainly perfected it. Yeah. But very sadly, Chris Thor died some weeks ago. <clears throat> He was 95 years old. He was a huge loss to his family and to the Galway community. And so we are honouring him this week with a photograph of Chris Thor himself, but also of two of the teams that he seemed to get together um, to play and represent their firms for the honour and glory of their firms. And they are a Crown Control team from 1968, and the CIE, that's a football team, and the yeah. CIE hurling yeah. team from 1975. Oh, so wow. it's in memory of Chris Thor, and we are absolute sympathy yeah. with his extended family. He sounds like a great man, yeah. Well, I'm glad we got to honour him on the show. Yeah, yeah. He was a great man, He and a lovely, lovely man. Wonderful yeah. company. Oh, that's great. Excellent stuff. Great. Well, that well, is me for this week, except to wish... My colleague in crime, uh, a speedy recovery from yeah, whatever is I, ailing him. I'll be seeing him now. Somebody got horse from talking too much. Exactly. I think it was the Russians that finally got to him in the end. It could be. Uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I hope he'll be okay soon. He should be fine. I know he will be. I'll be seeing him later. I'll send you best. Okay, Tom. All right. God bless. God okay. Bless. Bye now.